Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your humble hosts, broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas, Tim and Julie Harris. Julie, my dear, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's going to be a fantastic show. It is. You know, um, I am still bouncing off the walls, excited about the fact that it's January. I love this time of year, and I know you do jewels as well, and I know all of our top coaching clients do, because it's so exciting what's happening in the markets across the country. But also, it's fun to think that, okay, I've got a new year to kind of, you know, do what I did last year, and then at the same time, have do the things I wanted to do last year. So I'm sharing with you guys our own personal mindset and the mindset of the top producing agents in the country, and I'm really hoping that you're absorbing what we're saying because I know so many of you, especially those of you who are not our coaching clients, I know so many of you guys are suffering from feeling overwhelmed, feeling intimidated, procrastinating. <laughs> A lot of you guys are saying, well, I'm going to wait until, say, you know, the tulips start coming out of the ground before I actually start getting back to work. And I'm getting ready to get started, and I'm getting my marketing ready, and I'm working on my website. I'm going to think about doing this and think about doing that. In other words, you're in this holding pattern. So I'm going to share with you guys a story. And this is a story our coaching clients have heard me say a million times, but it really is great at describing momentum. So here's how it works. I want you guys to have the visualization that you are, and all of you have been in this situation, this should be relatively easy. I know a lot of you guys listen to us while you're having lunch or you're driving or, you know, whatever. I mean, 100,000 of you listen to us on a regular basis. This is the number one uh, podcast, number one radio show for agents out there. So I'm trying to keep in mind that some of you are not necessarily as focused as you need to be for the sake of learning. But here's the story. You've all been on a jet before, so I want you to imagine you're sitting on a plane, or you're, I'm sorry, reframe, you're the pilot of the plane, okay? So your goal of a, as a pilot is to get to cruising altitude as fast as possible, and you want to get up there as smoothly as possible, and you want to get up there without obviously crashing, you want to get up there and avoid as much of the turbulence as you possibly can, you want to get up to cruising altitude, um, and you know that is where essentially you can sort of start to relax. So here's what happens in a lot of our businesses. So cruising altitude is the goal, right? So what happens a lot of times is that you guys are the pilots. You're sitting on these planes. The passengers are loaded. The food's loaded. Everyone's strapped in. Everyone's ready to get started. And you start throttling down the runway. You guys have been in this situation before. Can you feel the G-forces pressing against you? You know, I mean, if it's a short runway, you're really feeling it, right? Because that pilot's really got to double down and get that plane off the ground to clear the runway. Well, so you maybe are getting ready to actually throttle down on your business, and you're actually ready to, you know, double down so you can clear the runway. But what happens is, and this is what happens in many aspects of your life, but we are your business coaches, and we're going to focus on, you know, that. So what happens is agents will throttle down. They'll start Maybe get the front landing gear off the runway. Maybe, maybe they'll get the you know the rear landing gear off the runway. But then what happens is they throttle back and they're not, and then they boom right back on the runway. So can you imagine that? So you're feeling this huge push of G-forces, and then all of a sudden you know you're the pilot. You just you know you took your hand and you pushed the levers forward, the throttle levers forward. And then all of a sudden you feel the front lift of the plane lifting, maybe the back of the plane lifting, and boom, you pull the throttle back and you crash back down the runway. 
Okay? That's what you guys are doing, many of you are doing right now. That's getting ready to get started. That's what happens when you're complacent. That's essentially what will keep you guys on the runway for the rest of your lives. Because what true top producers do, now granted, not very many people know this just intuitively. They have to learn it through bad experiences. But once they get this, then they'll you know, not make this mistake again. So, so many of you in your entire careers, your entire lives, have been that pilot. Throttle up, throttle down. Throttle up, throttle down. I know a lot of you guys are right now vibing with me, and you know what I'm saying. It's true. Now, top producers, what do they know? They know that they have to keep that throttle down, and they have to keep that throttle down all the way to cruising altitude. What happens at cruising altitude? You guys have been on a plane before. The jet engines get quieter. You remember how soon as the pilot reaches altitude, then he pulls back. Some of you are pilots. You know what I'm talking about, I'm sure. They pull then back on the throttle, and then the plane is, you know, it's quieter, and all of a sudden it's comfortable, and you're, you know, you're cruising. So, again, back to the little analogy here. Those of you who are stuck on the runway, you need to do everything possible to keep that throttle down, doing the right things, because not everything that you're going to be doing is actually going to get you to altitude. And then those of you who are uh, experienced, savvy enough, smart enough to keep that throttle down, again, I strongly challenge you to challenge every single thing you're doing in your business. And don't assume that anything you're doing this year it was going to work the same way as it did last year, or putting it a different way. The things that worked for you in the past probably won't work or work as well as they have in the past. You have to be constantly challenging your own personal paradigms and dogma. Otherwise, you're never going to get to cruising altitude. Because here's the cool thing about cruising altitude. Okay, now our jet doesn't need to refuel, you know, your jet. So if you wanted to go to a, the next level, say you wanted to go to, I don't know, 20,000 feet to 30,000 feet, right? And let's say you're driving or you're flying a really high-end private jet. Now you want to go to 50,000 feet. Well, guess what? You have to put a, so you're at 30,000, you're cruising along in your, your you know, private jet, and now you decide you want to go to the next you know, height, which is, say, 45,000 feet. You then apply the throttle, and then sure enough, you climb to the next level. That is how a lot of you guys are uh, succeeding. A lot of our top agents, they realize that they have to continue you know, be monitoring what they're doing, keeping themselves in a state of doing what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it at the highest level, which is, by the way, the Achilles heel of a lot of other, most people in life, in essence, will only work when they feel like working, will only get results when they feel a certain way, are waiting for somebody else to do it for them, provide a lead for them. They are absolutely positively fighting internally with the idea the long-term, ever-increasing success, getting to cruising altitude and then going to the next level, it's about keeping that throttle on consistently. And the only what that means in real life to make it practical is, again, doing what you don't want to do. Let's say it's calling your centers of influence and past clients. Let's say it's working when it's crappy outside. Let's say it's working when you don't feel like it. Let's say it's calling a for sale by owner, knocking on the for sale by owner's door. Let's say it's basically going on a listing, you know, whatever it is. Let's say it's calling all your leads back. Let's say it's pre-qualifying using all the questions. Whatever it is that you're resisting doing, doing what you don't want to do, okay, when you don't want to do it, let's be honest, how often do you actually feel like working, right? How often do you actually feel like picking up the phone or, you know, driving by a FISBO and knocking on the door? How often do you actually feel like doing that? Close to never would be the right answer. Wouldn't everyone agree? 
So if you're wanting to... I was laughing at your list. Like, not that any of those feelings ever happen out there in the marketplace every single day of your life. You and I sold sold between 100 and 200 homes for almost 10 years in a row. And I promise every listener, we sold 105 homes our first year. We were basically right out of college in our 20s. And I promise you, there wasn't a single one of those (laughs) sellers or those buyers that we wouldn't have rather had, you know, basically not work with. I mean, because there's always something you'd rather do. Dude, you can work on your marketing. Yeah. I'm going to work on my website. I'm going to go to a real estate meeting, you know. Sleep in. I'm going to go and I'm going to sleep in. Hey, you know, but you have to be okay with doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Not 12 hours a day, for maybe three or four hours a day. That is what it takes to get to cruising altitude. And when you're cruising altitude, guys, I promise you things become easier. So, Julia, cruising altitude, and you are probably – I think one of the best coaches, if not the best coach in the nation. You coach, well, you and I both coach, but you coach certainly a lot of agents who are making three, four, five million dollars a year in personal revenue. Mm-hmm. What yeah. is it that um, when they're at cruising altitude, how is that different than when they're climbing to cruising altitude? How much is it better? Oh, it's so much better. It's so counterintuitive, though, because of the whole taking off and re-landing on the runway and never really getting up there, that's so much harder than being at cruising altitude. And cruising altitude, of course, is when you have the number of listings necessary to drive the rest of your business the direction it needs to go to meet or exceed your goals. So a lot of agents will use that as an excuse. Well, I, I mean, I've got four listings right now, and two of them are driving me crazy. Why would I want ten? Well, that kind of right. comment and that kind of thought process is landing the plane back on the runway. You're using that as an excuse when, in fact, and I realize that it's very counterintuitive, and I, I feel your pain on that. But remember, when you generate more business, you don't have to tolerate, you know, more difficult type of business. You can cut sellers loose who aren't motivated and won't reduce their price and keep on wanting you to do marketing. You have that freedom when you have a, <clears throat> excuse me, a multitude of listings instead of not enough, which makes you feel desperate to keep every last one you've got. So, yeah, being at cruising altitude actually, really, honest to God, is smooth sailing. It's kind of it's funny. It's easier. You know, it is easier. It's so much easier. You know, I always go back to what Rory used to say. It doesn't matter what your issue is in real estate. The answer is get more listings. That's, well, I mean, Julie, that's the essence the, of it. But you've got to make yourself you, do it. That's the hard part. Right, doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. So if you think about, for example, the whole plane thing, right, so then we can get back to our – uh, notes mm-hmm. for today's radio show. And I think, Julie, you might have a story or some comments. By the way, guys, we love mm-hmm. your emails. We love it when you guys reach out to us and give us show suggestions. Some of you, like I listen, and we read the emails. And if you guys have a criticism that you know, we can think will benefit the uh, quality of the show, then we're obviously going to listen and we're going to apply it. So feel free to email me directly at tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. Um, yeah, and anytime – and remember, guys uh, – Julie, don't let me forget to tell them how they can get their business plan because a lot mm-hmm. of them are asking me about that. I need to say it slower so they can write it down. Well, here it is. Write this down, guys. Free coaching calls, calls is plural, for agents, agents is plural, dot com, right? Free coaching calls for agents, dot com. When you request a free coaching call, you'll get copies of uh, the Real Estate Treasure Map, which is our fill-in-the-blank business plan. You guys are going to love it. And you're also going to get um, Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. It's Napoleon Hill's book updated by us for uh, the real estate industry. So grab both of those books and you get them free when you request a free coaching call. So let's, let's finish up the plane thing so you guys can kind of have a whole visualization. The reason it's less work when you're cruising altitude is like the plane, you have momentum. Like the plane, you're going fast enough that you can actually pull back on the throttle. 
you will personally use less energy when you're cruising altitude. When you see those top producers in your marketplace, those top producers that you are jealous of in a lot of cases, or a lot of you are those top producers and you want to maintain that level, the reason that they're there, nobody gave them anything. For the most part, they've had, they had to learn to accept the fact that long-term ever-increasing success comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. They know that. Now, they couldn't verbalize it like I just said. They wouldn't be able to say something snappy like that. But if you were to talk to them, listen to the interviews we've done with a lot of these guys on our radio show, this radio show, when you listen to the past shows, and you can get those uh, by going to Inman.com uh, or you can go to uh, realestatecoachingradio.com, you'll hear that oftentimes they will tell you straight up, I did things I didn't want to do. I worked when I didn't want to work. I had to take appointments I didn't want to take. I had to talk to people I didn't want to talk to. In other words, they did what they didn't want to do when they didn't want to do it at the highest level. And now I'm at this cruising altitude. It's easier. So that means that you will get folks calling you to list their homes. That means that you will get in your voicemail sellers saying, you sold so-and-so's house, come list mine, and you won't be competing. You will transcend the normal competitive you know, stuff that most agents are basically having to deal with every day because you will be by yourself at this cruising altitude, you and your small staff, uh, and it's going to be magnificent. Please, please believe that you can get there, and please know that it really is a billion times better than having to be in this constant ebb and flow, back and forth, ups and downs in your cash flow, you know, going from you know going from tremendous excitement to tremendous fear. That's because you're pulling back and forth on the throttle, and you're never clearing the runway. Does that make sense, Jules? Yeah, it totally makes sense. I had this vision of you know the pilot taking a little nap during takeoff, <laughs> and then waking up. Oh my God, I've got to put this back down. You know, so that's how a lot of agents operate. Um, and you had uh, asked for a shout-out. I wanted to give a special yeah. shout-out to Sarah Gibson in Paducah, Kentucky. She's a great example of someone who's consistently building listing inventory who gets this whole airplane analogy. She knows it, that you know cruising altitude is, means more listings. Well, one of the things that Sarah has embraced and is really running with is the BombBomb video as uh, we're using it in several different avenues, but she's starting to use it to maintain the relationship with her sellers. She has a little bit longer average days on the market than some because of her market. So you've got to re- maintain that relationship long enough to be the one who sells it. Knowing that she's got a lot of price reduction conversations that are going to be required, she's going to send bomb bomb videos one every other week to her sellers, not always you know, a market analysis of having to drop your price, but we're alternating a nice positive message like, how to prepare your house in you know, no time flat so you can allow all showing, something positive and fun. And then the next week we'll talk about market conditions, ramping them up for her phone call to get the price reduction. So Sarah is using technology to enable her to talk to more sellers in less time, allowing her to carry more listing inventory with less stress. So it is possible to do that, Without freaking yourself out, going, oh, my God, i got to call all you know, 15 of my sellers every single week. Who wants to do that? Well, guess what? You guys have it a lot easier than we did. You can use great things like BombBomb. You can use stuff like Mojo to get phone numbers and to be more efficient. You don't have to pound the pavement for every last thing like some of us had to, right? So well, those, I, the, kudos so, to Sarah the, for the embracing point, that. Go ahead. The, again, it, yes, exactly. But so it's putting all those pieces together. 
like what Sarah created and had a, mm-hmm. she was fearful of how am I going to take care of more sellers and her coach and her work together to create a system and you're talking about a system that let's be honest was mostly passive it was a set and forget type mm-hmm. system to take care of her sellers that's guys that is part of getting to cruising altitude things start getting easier so fight like hell to make this your best year ever Okay, make it so that no matter what, no one's going to stand, especially you, because if we're being honest, you are the reason that you're not accomplishing what you want to accomplish in your life. You're the reason that you didn't go to the gym today or whatever your specific goal was. You're the reason that you haven't saved up enough money to pay your house off. Nobody else. You can't blame politics. You can't blame interest rates. Well, you can no, try, you could. it's not their fault. You can try. Right. You can try, but really what you're doing, if you act like that, is you're basically making it so you'll never accomplish anything. And trust me when I tell you, and you already know this is true, right, everybody's going to reinforce you being complacent. Everybody will and reinforce you not changing. Everybody's going to reinforce you staying in the struggle mode, staying on that runway, throttling up and throttling down. Everyone in your world is going to reinforce you not becoming the better version of you. You know that's true. So, at the end of the day, your success, what happens in your life, the good and the bad, you know, the beautiful and the ugly, it's all because of you. You are in control of all of it. You really, truly are. That's a mindset thing that's very powerful. I beg all of you to treat this year as the gift that it is and make it, frankly, the best year of your life. Help us, um, let us help you get there um, and request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. So, Julie, we're finishing up what we started last Thursday, and the topic of the show today is how to nail your New Year's resolutions, obviously related to everything we've already talked about here, reminding them that only about 8% of Americans usually uh, actually achieve our resolutions. Well, why is that? Because they lack a plan. This is also a great reason for you to have a coach holding you accountable to that. So again, referring back to last week's start of this call, it's called How to Nail Your New Year's Resolution. So we're going to round out point number four and five, and that will be all five points. So if you missed one through three, go catch them from a previous show. So point number four, actually follow your schedule. How many of you guys said, this is the year of time management, I'm actually going to get on top of that, I'm actually going to follow my schedule? Well, the key to this, remember we're talking about turning a resolution into a goal, A goal has an action plan, which means you will be part of the 8% who actually achieves what you set out to achieve. Actually follow your schedule. The key to this is following a few simple disciplines. A media-free morning, which means you don't watch the news, you don't look at news online, and you don't get sucked into media drama. That's easy to shut that off starting now. So I'm going to go through these relatively quickly, Tim, so that we get points into their head. Uh, So feel free to interrupt me if you need to. Um, Follow your morning schedule and the afternoon will take care of itself. So many of you guys, because I see this across my desk, the coaches send me copies of things, and um, sometimes you guys post stuff on our Facebook page. So many of you have these just crazy detailed schedules that I don't think anybody could follow from 9 to 9.10. You know, who, who tracks in 10-minute increments? Focus on your morning schedule, which should be all about lead follow-up, setting appointments, pre-qualifying, doing those types of activities that drive your business without any leads, without any lead follow-up, you won't have anything to do with the rest of your schedule. So instead, embrace your morning. You know, Miracle Morning is a great book. A lot of you guys have embraced that. But follow your morning schedule, and the afternoon will take care of itself. Why is that? Because when you're doing your lead follow-up, you're prospecting, your outbound calls, you know, your follow-up, 
the result of that should be appointments, which you put in the afternoon. So don't worry so much about the afternoon. Just focus on the time you, between when you open your eyes and when you eat lunch. Control that first, and everything else falls into place. The morning, again, is for lead follow-up and lead generation. And the next discipline involved is to set the goal of an appointment a day of some sort. Coaching clients follow the real estate success game on this. An appointment a day of some sort. I always say an appointment a day keeps being broke away. <laughs> but in fact, it does a lot more than that. That's just on a very basic level. So an appointment a day in the real estate success game that a lot of our coaching clients follow, it shows you the activities that drive your business. So an appointment a day, obviously a listing appointment, an appointment to write a contract with a buyer, obviously those have extra super bonus points. That's what you're supposed to be doing as frequently as possible. The more often you're doing that, the more often you will get paid, if you haven't figured that out yet. But there are other things that also count towards your success game. Getting a price reduction, getting a short sale approved, pre-qualifying a buyer in your office with a lender so you know that they're actually not just wanting to buy, but actually can buy. Going on listing presentations, of course, is important. Meeting, you know, if you run out of those high-value, uh, high points for the success game, well, ultimately, your backup plan can be having lunch with a past client where you talk about real estate and wind up with some referrals. So an appointment of some sort every day keeps you out of your own way, keeps you out of the office, it keeps you out of your home office, it keeps you out of drama. A lot of times you guys will be eating lunch with somebody and you'll hear someone else talking about real estate. I always joke that you know when you leave your office, you can kind of bump your head on more business just by talking about real estate. So actually follow your schedule. There's some specific points there, media-free morning, follow your morning schedule, and having, an, having a goal of an appointment a day of some sort. So point number five. Hey, Julie. Julie? Yes. Um, coaching clients, they should be doing the vital signs report oh, every yeah. single day. So it's a good time for us to mention coaching clients. Make sure you're logging in, and there's a new form. You'll see it. You can't miss it. It's in the big green box on the uh, student side of the website. And, um, yeah, do uh, complete your vital signs report every single day. It's basically literally keeping the vital signs on your business. That report then gets mailed to the head coach, Ms. Julie Harris. It gets emailed to your main, your own personal coach, and then we save it in the system so you can basically keep a journal. In essence, that's what these daily reports are going to work out to be. Um, and there's specific, again, coaching clients, there's specific important little things in there that you need to really be completing. You know, one of the things is you always need to have 15 leads. You need to be setting an appointment a day or going on an appointment a day. So make sure you're completing your vital science report. That is part of the coaching program from here forward. Make sure you're doing it. We absolutely positively are paying attention to it, so take it seriously. Julie? That's right. Good point. So number five, so many of you guys have said this and. You know, we see you on Facebook. This isn't everyone, but lots of you have made the resolution to actually lose weight this year. When you conquer this, you'll not only look better, but you'll feel better and be more confident. So how do you turn this into a plan? Well, set a simple plan which you can follow daily. Walking or running every morning is easier to stick to than driving to a gym, especially those of you who are living in blizzard territory, for example. So set a simple plan. A lot of you guys that live in the cold have a, a home gym that you've built, but you really aren't quite sure where in your house that's located. So go visit it. Make it more simple than this elaborate plan of hiring a trainer that you know you're not going to do or driving to a gym or having something complicated. Set a simple plan that you can follow daily. 
Set an ideal weight goal with a date and keep track of your incremental success. Is this your next point, Julie? This is point number five, yes. Yeah, you didn't Actually, say point five. Yes, so she, Sorry about that. Yeah, yes, she's going point, to point number, number five, five. Final point. Well, so but get talk, but but mm-hmm. Jules, the whole weight thing in itself mm-hmm. is like this year time of year. Everyone's talking about losing weight. Every single, I mean, yeah. you and I walked into Costco the other day, mm-hmm. which uh-huh. is like for us, it's, we refer to it as adult hell. So anyway, we went to Costco. <laughs> the main. Yeah. Right. And when you walk into Costco this time of year, you, it's all supplements, you know, vitamins, and then. Oh, I know. Right in the front door. Isn't that funny? Right, and and then as you keep walking, it's all exercise equipment. So mm-hmm. literally, when you walk into Costco, everything is basically wall to wall. Them trying to make money off the fact that all of you have resolutions to lose weight this time of year. So here's the thought for you: Why is that important? And you got to be real honest about your appearance, because like it or not, people do judge you based on how you look. Now, Julie's going to you know share with you, but. We need to expand beyond just lose weight, Julie, and keep to it. Mm-hmm. Because I think everyone at this point is probably, especially this time of year, is overwhelmed with lose weight marketing. So mm-hmm. let's tell them that it's not just about losing weight. It's about their overall appearance, and this is a good time of year to uh, not just set goals, but to actually put a plan in place to get themselves in shape and then also upgrade their overall look and appearance, right? That's right, and we did a show sometime last year called Moments of Truth, which would be good to refer yep. to because this is one of those moments of truth. It is true, even though you don't want to believe it and you don't really want to succumb to the fact that you know people make a snap judgment about you based on your appearance. Well, you can fight that thought all you want to, but it's still going to remain a fact. And, in fact, you do it yourself with other people. So let's just accept that, that that is what people do. It's a snapshot in time. When you walk well, in that door Julie. for a listing presentation, they have already made a judgment looking out their front window at you walking up the steps. Go ahead. Look at the presidential candidates that are running right now, okay, just on the Republican yeah. side, just for the sake of conversation. Chris Christie probably, I mean, is a brilliant everything. I don't know what your opinion is, political, whatever, okay? But look to see what people always focus on, his weight. And, and the mm-hmm. press will even go as far as to say, well, you know, if the guy can't doesn't have the self-discipline, and I've heard and read people say this, and you know what? It's the truth. If Chris mm-hmm. Christie doesn't have the self-discipline not to eat, not to basically reward himself with food, doesn't that sort of maybe indicate that he doesn't necessarily have the level of self-discipline that we'd want him to have as president? So I was watching the last Republican debate, and those are just great entertainment, are they not? So <laughs> here's what Chris Christie was doing. Every time he would talk... After he said something, then and it wasn't even, it could be something short, it could be something long-winded, doesn't matter. He would reward himself with a drink of something that he had underneath his podium. So when you watch the next Republican debate, which I think is on, you know, next couple of days, uh, actually it might be on today, I don't remember. So Tuesday. So in any event, um, if you uh, watch him and after he answers the question, just as the camera is about to pan away, notice how he's reaching for his glass of whatever. So what he's doing is subconsciously, yes, he's probably thirsty from having just spoken and he's trying to whatever, whatever. But what he's really doing subconsciously, probably, I'm not a psychologist, is he's rewarding himself with some sort of food or beverage for having, you know, basically uh, performed. That is, you know, that's a characteristic that a lot of us have because we've got into the habit of treating food, uh, essentially abusing food. And, you know, again, that is something that if you're really wanting to get up to cruising altitude, you have to take that seriously because you're not going to be able to perform at the highest level if you're not physically in good condition. You physically won't have the stamina 
to do what's necessary for you to get up to cruising altitude. You literally will run out of energy, okay? You know what's it's so weird that about difficult. that, Tim? When, when they yeah. figure this out and they actually do what they said they would do with losing the weight and being, you know, having a more nutritious diet and all the rest, when they actually do that, because we have a lot of coaching clients who have gotten very good at that, and congratulations yep. to all of you if I'm talking to you right now. The curious thing <laughs> is everything else in their life and in their business practice improves right along with losing the weight because the discipline required to get yourself to do that. I, I always think if I were to study a brain of where that discipline widget is in your head, that it's also controlling all other disciplines like the willingness to do things that you don't want to do when you don't want to do them at a high level. Because what's, what's a better example than having to exercise every day than that, right? I mean, you and I always are like, should we go on a walk? Oh, yeah, we got to get out the door. And, should we go and, to the yeah, gym? Should we go swimming? I don't like exercising. Yeah, do you, Julie? Especially when it's, when it's cold and I'm tired, yeah. you know. But then after we get back, we're like, God, that felt really good because we make ourselves yep. do it. <laughs> okay, but don't you think it's curious that the same clients who are very good at this also are almost always the clients who are on track or ahead of their financial, mental, physical, spiritual family goals it's the same people. So if you want to that, start improving all of those, start with this particular losing weight, getting in, in shape. Go ahead. But with that said, Julie, how often have we taken – we've had – you and I have been blessed to have coaching clients for years. I and mean, we've had some coaching clients that have been with us for 10 years. Um, we've have, we actually have a handful that have been with us for like 15 years, okay? Mm-hmm. So did any of them – do you remember a single one? I can maybe remember one. Do you remember any of them that came to – us as a coaching client, as as either personal clients or one of the coaches or one of the clients of one of our coaches that absolutely positively had the discipline down a personal fitness. I don't really remember. They came to us that way. No, very unusual. No. So some of you are saying, well, those top producers, they have that special something or another that I don't have. No, they weren't born with it. Mm -mm. They weren't born. They learned it. Yeah. You, you know, it's funny, Julie. I think every single we should rename this radio show "Doing What You Don't Want to Do When You Don't Want to Do It at the Highest Level." Because isn't that an essence? Isn't that yeah. essentially the yeah? That, that's it. I mean, Good stop theme. looking for the magical, mythical uh, thing. Stop thinking uh, that basically you're going to be able to find some easy button and do it all for you. Stop looking for the magic pill. Accept the fact, and this has always been true and always will be true that it really does come down to the discipline of, of, of work, of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And then what makes it easier, especially if you're in the midst of gaining altitude, getting to cruising altitude, that's when it sucks, by the way. <laughs> that's when you're not seeing the results. That's when you're just putting in effort. You're not really feeling it. You're not really seeing that you're going to get there. Maybe you're having confidence issues. You have people that are trying to make it so you go back to the runway. You have all these types of emotional things and, you know, but when you're in the ascension mode, that's the toughest part, and that's the reason that so many of you go back, crash back down to the runway, because it takes that mindset of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. What makes it easier, here's a little coaching tip for all of you, is don't make it about you. I know that's counterintuitive, but if you start focusing on uh, what's best for the client that's on the other end of the phone or sitting across the table from you. You know, I was on a call um, with Ben Salem, and he's been a coaching client of mine for five or six years. Great guy, L.A., just a great, impressive real estate uh, practice. So Ben had an easy sale at $1.6 million. Guy had founded himself, 
first house that the guy saw, found it online, wanted Ben to ride on it. Ben said, nope, I don't want you to buy this house. It's not a good fit for you. And, and, and it wasn't the way Ben described it. It was a horrible property. I mean, literally, it was in this area where there was – well, I won't even give you guys a lot of details. Let's just assume that, that Ben was doing the honest ethical thing. The buyer actually got a little mad at him. Dude, this is the house I want to buy. And Ben said, listen, I can find you something better that you'll be happier with with your family. Okay, That was Ben not thinking about how easy it would have been to make a commission on $1.6 million in, say, 30 days. That was Ben thinking about what's best for his client. Okay? That's where you guys need to get, that type of mentality. That's where you get to cruising altitude easier and effortlessly. That's what our job is as a coach to help you get there. If there's anything we can ever do for you, please request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And, hey, guys, remember, reach out if you need any help, any suggestions on the show. If any of you guys would like to talk with Julie and I individually about if we're a good, or if our company is a good fit for you uh, coaching-wise, you have our email addresses. In the meantime, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.